Hey, Matt. Hey, Mike. Would you like to do a podcast? Yes. Would you like to do a podcast? Yes. Would you like to do a podcast? Go to yes. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Hacking the Grepson. Uh, today, we're going to do another in that music dev series where I primarily talk about something that I find interesting about both programming and music, something that they both share, since I'm a musician, but I'm also a programmer, and it's hard not to see the similarities between them. Uh, the last one we did was about libraries, which was essentially like in programming, you have libraries that do a certain functionality that you don't want to write yourself, you know, sort of like you need a, if you're making a game, I think we use like a pathfinding library that like knows exactly how to move all your people around without you having to write that code, is very similar in music to where um, I don't have an orchestra in my place, but I have a, an orchestra library with all the strings and the horns and everything, and I can just tell it what to do, and I didn't have to go and record all that stuff. So today, I like to call, I'd like to talk about looping. Ah. Looping. Ah, uh, I, I swore I won't keep doing that, but I might edit this later to do it more. Um, <laughs> You're just going to, we'll find a way of perfectly looping the entire episode. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be a, a two minute episode that looped 12 times. Um, so looping, what is looping? Um, I wrote down a, a definition of what I think a loop is. A loop is essentially doing something over and over until something stops it. However, if nothing does, you get an infinite loop. Uh, what is that in programming? Well, it, pretty much the same thing. It's like, for example, I think probably the oldest uh, example of a loop that is probably um, on a cave wall somewhere yeah. is... Well, it's certainly the one that you and I w were familiar with before anything else. Yeah. If as, you, if as basic programmers. If you learned basic programming in the 80s like we did, you probably did a loop sort of like 10, print, ha, 20, go to 10. Now, if you ran that program... That would be an infinite loop, and it would just keep printing ha 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 ha, 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 ha to the screen ha, ha, or whatever, ha, ha, ha. you know, uh, until you exited the program. Uh, that's that's an example of a loop. Now, yep. I could have... It's a very simple loop, and it uses yes. GoTo, which, uh, like, when I was getting my CS degree, the first thing is, don't ever use GoTo's. <laughs> now, but... but why is using go to a bad thing? Like in your own words, what? It's not necessarily. It's just easily abused to mm -hmm. make it difficult to debug yeah. a system. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of the most simplistic way you can tell yeah. a computer to, uh, like, literally just physically in in the space of code on a page, go back up a line or go yeah. back up a certain number of lines and do that thing again. Yeah. But now, in in uh, if I didn't have that loop, I could literally just type. Print, print ha, ha, enter, print ha, enter, print yes. ha. Now, but, you know, if <clears throat> I want that to run for 10 years, that would take a lot of yeah. typing and copying and pasting. That so. carpal, carpal tunnel will go up fast. Yeah. So so looping is very, very important and yeah. fundamental. I mean, it, it's the most basic type of flow control <laughs> yeah. in... Basic. In, yeah. yeah, the most basic type of flow control yeah. in, in programming, really. Yeah. You got your go-tos, you got your for loops, mm -hmm. which is probably the one that everyone else knows. Yeah. Where it's like, here is a list of things, mm -hmm. maybe numbers, maybe it's an array, mm -hmm. keys in a dictionary, whatever, yeah. and just go through each one and then do something. 
Right. And 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 once again, like you don't want the infinite loop, and so for loops have the built-in. Like usually, the first part is like, here's my counter variable. Yeah. The next, start at zero. Yeah. Start at zero. <laughs> uh, don't start at one. Don't be yeah. that person. Um, then like keep doing the the set of instructions until a condition is met. Like right. you know the counter has hit ten. Right. And then how does the counter get right? Do I go up changed? by one every time? Do I go up by two? Do right. I Call the next function on the on the node so that it gives me the next item. Whatever, exactly. right? Yeah. So, and, and then usually in your instructions there is something that will change uh, the condition you're checking so that eventually that loop will meet the condition and stop. Yeah. Um, there's also one that's uh, kind of like a little more streamlined than that called a while loop, mm-hmm. and that's generally like while something while a condition exists do the rest of this stuff. And then once it doesn't exist anymore, like uh, probably a really basic one would be reading a file. Yep. Like you're reading a file and you want to keep reading it until you get the end of file like marker in the file. And so just keep giving me lines of the file until you hit it and then stop. Yep. And there's there's two variations on while loops. There's the, your while do loop, mm-hmm. which is the one you just described, which is most of the time you use, yeah. which is, well, this is true. Keep doing this thing. And the other one is do while, which right. is... Keep doing this thing while this is true. Right. But then I noticed in your uh, in your document here, you actually have uh, sort of the opposite of while, mm-hmm. which uh, is used much less frequently in in coding. I but, think it's a Ruby convention, actually. But yeah, but it, which is until, yeah. and I've used it fairly rarely. But it's actually I I find it reads better than than a while loop does yeah. a lot of the times. Well, because because both for and while kind of make you think about the the condition that will end your instructions first, whereas do until is like do my instructions like until I say stop yeah. basically yeah do until in a lot of ways works like uh, adding a break statement in mm-hmm. in a loop yeah so that it just all right get out of there right or go to yeah. right <laughs> exactly so um so yeah so that's in programming very fundamental uh, uh, another very popular one that I've probably spent much more time doing than those kinds of basic loops is um, in a website is the event model, Ah, which is sort of like a video game has a game loop, which is essentially like, okay, I start my program, keep listening for an event forever until an event happens and essentially interrupts the flow and does something or I exit the program. While true, listen. Yes. While the game is running, continue to check to see if I move my character, if the enemies move, if a timer runs out, if I win, that kind of stuff. Yeah, and ultimately what that loop is, is it's a driver of just, like, making things happen again. Right. Yeah, it's it's kind of, I mean, it's, yeah, it's basically a while loop with a bunch of reasons to stop the loop. So how how does this, how does this overlap with music? He says, oh, I forgot about that part. Okay, well, I'll be right back. (laughs) Um, Okay, so, yeah, my next section is, what is a musical loop? Because I feel like looping is, I don't know know if it's as fundamental in music, but I think it's at least as important. And why I think that is, because when I think of music, um, most music, at least most popular music, is a bunch of sections of music that often 
repeat themselves. I mean, hello, there's a thing called a refrain, which is essentially like the thing you're supposed to keep saying over and over again, or the chorus. The chorus, the refrain of a song is usually, I mean, there's that whole, there's that old like uh, music industry thing of like, don't bore us, get us to the, get to the chorus, which is... I have never heard that expression before. That's funny. Yeah. It's like, like in pop music, you know, you're trying to hook people as soon as possible. And the thing that tends to stick in people's mind is the thing that repeats. The hook? The hook. The hook is often the chorus. I hear it brings you back. Uh, sometimes it does. Yes. Um, so, uh, having a loop in your music, especially if you, if you, if you make any kind of electronic music, like on a computer, dance music, dance music is loop AF yeah. because, uh, generally you have uh, a drum loop and maybe a, a couple different, uh, either bass or, or, or other rhythmic, like melodic line. And then you, the thing that's, that's truly unique is usually the vocals on top of that. But honestly, most dance music is like a simple four, four, like drum beat that just repeats endlessly throughout the whole song. Yeah. And you couldn't do that without loops. I find it really impressive to watch people loop live using like a loop pedal. That's mm -hmm. just one of the most, as someone who is very rhythmically challenged, mm -hmm. I find that almost mind-blowingly amazing while at the same time being very accessible. I'm like, I understand it. I couldn't necessarily do it because I wouldn't know where to break because I don't have a, a feel for rhythm. But I find it really interesting because I'm like, oh, I get that. It's like, it's here's this piece of that song. I'm going to play that over and over and over again. And then I'm going to add this to it. And that, mm -hmm. and that feels like programming to me when I, when I watch it or listen to it. Yeah, I mean, if you to use that example, which is great, uh, whenever I've seen someone do that looping kind of thing, I mean, they often do some kind of percussive yeah. rhythmic element. Yeah, like a yeah, like a kick drum, snare, boom, yeah. snare. I mean, a, 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 an amazing, or a, a prototypical example of that is uh, Lord's Royals. Uh, if you remember that song, like, it has a very simple, like, kind yeah. of kick, snare, kick, snare. And honestly, I mean, you don't even need the snare, but, like, that's generally a part of it. But... Either way, it's just a loop of musical information that then other stuff is layered on top of that. Like, next you might have some kind of bass line. That the bass and the drums are generally like kind of the, the groove that, that you're bobbing your head to. And then you might have some kind of rhythmic element on top of that, uh, either a guitar or a piano. Um, and then you have sort of the unique melodic element, which is right. like the voice. Um, and, and, but even then, like I said, the chorus, even the voice is repeating itself. It's doing a loop of that, that either the lyric or even just like a, a, a non-lyrical melodic, you know, ah, 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 kind of a thing that's repeated. That's the hook that gets kept caught in your, your, your head. And if it does it well enough, then they call them earworms, you know? Um, you couldn't do all that stuff without the concept of looping, without the concept of, of an idea that repeats itself. Um, now, of course, there is music that, you know, like explicitly eschews that. Uh, um, there's a lot of uh, modern music. And believe me, I, I listened to a lot of it because of the college I went to. Um, it was very big, uh, was, was modern music, which I think comes out of this idea of, you know, we have Bach and we have Beethoven and we have Mozart and they have written like incredibly complicated, although they also use loops. I was going to say, that's uh, like one of the only things I know about music is... <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the 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 yeah I mean even classical complex composers yeah. are are not above yeah, because using they will take a things. they'll take a a musical idea for lack of a better term and they'll 
Like, okay, now we're going to do it slightly faster or with this instrument over here or with these instruments layered together. Or we're going to do it backwards now. Mm-hmm. Well, w- yeah, one thing that is like... Unless you're Bartok and then you don't do anything. Right, that is very evocative of, of that idea is... I don't know what the, the actual term for it is, but... Um, and, and I'm not sure if it's a classical or Baroque or Romantic or which composer, but the idea of like having like a... dun 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 like the exact yeah. same theme l- yeah the exact same like uh, I, I forget what they call it like not curvature but like like the form of the Pro- melody progression yeah right? how it moves up and down and then just move that down a, a couple notes but still the same form and then right. down and, yeah that's that's a that's right out of the classical playbook and yeah. that is essentially just looping the same information but like changing where it is on the yeah. musical stack. The variable changes, that's all. <laughs> yeah, so... When I is two, it's playing. it starts a G instead of C. Oh, I did. Right, exactly. Um, uh, so, yeah, so I think looping is, is definitely... Um, you know, I, I, I often get together with a bunch of guys in what we like to call a band sometimes, but it, it, we, we like to get together to jam more than anything else. And jamming is a very similar process where someone will start playing, like either the drummer will start playing a particular beat, or I'll start playing a certain thing on the guitar. Or the bass will be like boom, 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 boom. Or the bass will be going like boom, 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 boom. And we'll hear that, and and for some reason that will like trigger some kind of groove in our head, and we'll play along with it. But it's like an improv suggestion. (laughs) It is like yeah, we yes and that that thing they're doing. But if if they weren't looping it, if they were playing like something new every few seconds it would be and i know i've tried this because when i try to go too complex like if i try to make a chord progression that is more than like uh two to four chords it starts getting hard to follow and my loop is like too big um and too you know hard to follow so you want to make it simple so like smaller loops are easier to follow than larger right. loops. They're probably more boring to play, but they're easier to play along with. They are, but and that's why you often uh, you change it up. You know, you do this loop for a while, and then yeah. you switch to a different loop, and that's essentially like most every song is like you might have that chorus which you keep coming back to, but you have verses which may be a different loop of chords yeah. that you sing over, and then when you get done with verses and choruses for a while, they have a thing called a bridge, which is generally a third different musical idea that takes you from one idea to another that often takes you from one chorus to another chorus or verse to yeah. a chorus and then you have things like intros and outros yeah. which are generally not looped intros and outros are often like their own related but different enough and and they often you know they either try to lead you into the yeah. song or lead you out of the song like you might hear explicitly yeah. the loop like start to play there like a really basic one like here's just the drum beat or whatever exactly and then they'll start to layer things so you can almost hear it get built yeah I always enjoy that yeah I, I mean I mean a song we all know that I just heard recently was Seven Nation Army by the White Stripes that is largely one big loop oh, yeah. of a rock song occasionally it does a little break where it's doing like it kind of holds on a chord for a little bit and holds on a chord but then it goes like right back into that boom 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 now we, you know, he starts off with... It's not a bass guitar. I know it sounds like a bass guitar. It's actually a guitar that he either detuned later or is or detuned on the guitar itself. Uh, just a little factoid about that. Didn't know that. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, so that's Jack. And then Meg comes in with the drums on top of that. And then Jack comes in again with his vocals on top of that. And then later, it goes from that one note thing to the chord version of it. But he's still basically just looping the same musical idea over and over again. Um, 
and and yet everybody loves that song and it's super popular. So I mean, loops, while you might think are kind of boring because they're doing the same thing over and over again, they're we cr- people crave patterns and, and say, repetition yeah. and repetition and patterns and. And, and patterns and recognition. And repetitive and patterns, yeah. yeah. Because that's... Well, but I, I do think that's exactly <coughs> what it is. is uh, there, there's something very uh, comforting psychologically yes. to knowing what's going to happen. Yes. Uh, my daughter watches the same movies over and over and over again sometimes. Yeah. And that's a core piece of that. Uh, I know I did the same thing. My brother did it, you know. And I think with music, if you have a loop... It allows you to effectively predict what's going to come up, mm-hmm. um, or at least have a feel for what it's going to be. And people who have a better sense of rhythm uh, can generally do that easier than I can. I'm always amazed my wife will hear a song for the first time ever and can sing along with it by the end, and I'm still trying to figure out what they're saying, because I ha- can't understand lyrics. <laughs> mm-hmm. But a loop enables that it even better. And that's, you know, the chorus does it, obviously, but a loop would let you start to move to it because you you understand how the rhythm works and everything else. And there was one other major thing that I wanted to talk about that's related to this looping because there was a group of musicians, I think in the 60s is when they were most popular, that really got into this idea of looping like in the most bare bones, you might say minimalist way because the the kind of music that this is generally referred to is, is called minimalism. And one of the big ones that I learned about when I was a college age, Mike, was a guy named Steve Reich. Not Steve Reich, which I said for many years until I heard him say his own name, and I'm like, oh, wait, no, he's wrong. It's it's Reich. It, it's Reich. Anyway, I have a quote from him that I think uh, sums up minimalism and also what they like to call systems music, which goes right along with programming. Because yeah, it's right? like, instead of making, getting a bunch of people together that all learn their instruments and then trying to play together in some semblance of a way that people like, instead you more or less program a system that you put all the attributes in and then you hit go and then it makes something and you sit back and wait to see what it is. A great quote that he had in a book that he wrote um, back in the 60s was, performing and listening to a gradual musical process resembles pulling back a swing, releasing it, and observing it gradually come to rest, turning over an hourglass and watching the sand slowly run through the bottom, placing your feet in the sand by the ocean's edge and watching, feeling, and listening to the waves gradually bury them. Hmm. Um, one of, uh, so, so the, the kind of like original landmark piece that Steve Reich did was a piece called It's Gonna Rain. And how he made that is he went out into his city and there was a preacher uh, that was preaching like on a street corner or something like that that was giving like a very you know fire brandy old school religion kind of thing and part of his speech was this phrase it's gonna rain and he took that like i think he says it's like you know eight tenths of a second of vocal and he and he recorded it to tape and he and then he copied it to another piece of tape and he started playing it on one on the left channel and another copy of it on the right channel and it starts out together but then one side, he slowly starts making it faster and faster and faster and faster, which causes um, phasing. So essentially, like, you, you hear them at the same time, and you almost seem like it's one source. And then one of them starts getting slowly ahead of the other, and slowly ahead of the other, and slowly ahead of the other. And you kind of hear, like, this back and forth, like, echo. And he, did, he does that over the course of, like, six minutes. They just kind of move further and further away from each other, and then he slows that one down, and they get closer and closer to where they're back together again. And 
it's a second of music that makes six minutes of, of track, which... It reminds me of singing in rounds, the way you're yes. describing that. It is like singing in rounds, yeah. Like, uh, row, row, row your boat. That's exactly what I was thinking of. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know if we had the rights to say the title on that. Oh, oh. <laughs> I think that's in the public domain, by the way. I would hope. I mean, I don't think Happy Birthday is, though. So it is. Can't... No, Happy it Birthday is now? Okay. It is, yeah. Because I know people got sued for that. Yeah. No, I remember when that one went went, yeah. went live. I was like, okay, we can do this. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's a really cool piece. I mean, it's not like music in like a pop song that, you know, I would want to listen to all the time, but it's definitely like an experience to listen to it once. Would um, would you say that it it exhibits some of the behavior of like emergent pro um, emergent behavior that you might see in in programming? Oh, where, totally. Where you're just like, all right, launch these things and and here's here's the here's the behavior and I I don't know what's, I don't know what they're gonna do. Right. Uh, isn't one of the most popular ones like that called like the game of life or something? Yeah. Game of life is one. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you 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 set up a system and you hit yeah. go and and it has rules yeah. but you don't know what it's actually gonna do. Yeah. The game of life has very specific rules to it and then you can basically draw an initial pattern and it follows those rules and then every step just applies the rules again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Isn't it similar to like like uh, like like random numbers on computers? Like how they actually choose, like what is random? You know, truly random. There's pseudo random and there's truly yeah. random. I mean, like it's it's a thing that like you know it's as humans we can't really grok as it's happening. I mean, we can kind of feel the effects. Like you listen to this piece and you feel and you hear the effects, but like trying to explain the mathematics of the the sound waves and what they're doing to each other as they're happening yeah. I couldn't really do that but it's yeah so anyway he he that was a guy that I heard back in college back in the like OOs and and I I then went and listened to all this stuff because he took this idea and he did um uh, piano phase, which was a very similar thing, where like two pianists play like twelve, uh, like a twelve-note pattern, and they do the same thing where they phase away from each other and back. He did he did it with violins. I think he did it with clarinets. He did it with cellos. I mean, he's done other more traditional stuff, but that's kind of what he's known for. Um, Brian Eno is another really popular guy. He's mainly known for ambient music. Yeah. Um, he he did a landmark album called like a uh, uh, music for airports, which was really big. Uh, it, I think it, I don't know if it created ambient, but it was definitely one of the most popular ambient soundtracks. But um, but he's also into systems music, um, and a lot of his music is this kind of thing where, like, I don't want to actually record every note. I want to come up with a system that creates the notes for me. Yeah. And well, and that's my kind of programming right there. <laughs> Honestly, I I don't I've I've gotten to the point in my career where I don't particularly like writing code but i like writing code that writes code yeah and it sounds very similar to that yeah and so i mean you know even if you're even if you're not into the out the musical output of it the um the process the process of creating it yeah and i mean like i was spurred on to this uh to this uh topic because i read uh, an article that we'll put in the show notes that was all about systems music um being modeled in javascript uh, specifically using the web audio api hmm. which is the current modern way to play sound in JavaScript, generally on a website, um, I've definitely used it in several projects. Um, you know, it, it 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 breaks down all the things about how you like grab the actual file from a server as an array buffer, and then like encode that into something that can actually be played, and hooking it up to um, like an audio context and an amplifier and and panning whether you want it to go left or right, and you could add you know. Uh, effects on it like reverb and delay and all that kind of stuff um but it's all in javascript and it's all so it's all programmable which is i i love that and i've worked on that a lot so um 
I remember the first time I ever used GarageBand. Mm-hmm. Again, I have no musical talent whatsoever, but that, that was the first time I ever experienced actually being able to create music because I could do that. I, I can I can grok, like, <laughs> four notes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I got that. Now just play that over and over again. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, what if I did this here? And mm-hmm. like you can, and like a drum machine, yeah, uh, similar is a similar concept. I, 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 would I feel like yeah, I've been using a thing in uh, Logic, which is the the software we talked about before that I make all my music in, uh, called Logic Drummer, and it's essentially uh, you know I give it like a, a BPM, like how fast should this be, what style, how complex, and I hit go, and it just kind of comes up with a drum beat um, and all the hits and everything, and it sounds natural because. It's a system to make drums, and I'm not going in there and literally like, okay, a kick on this beat yeah. and a snare on this beat. Yeah. I cu- I used it, to do that. And if you wanted to, you could you could have that bass thing be like, ah, oh, like just that basic loop, and you could go, oh, I would really like it if I added something right here just from this right. one place. But you can have that fundamental core without a lot of work up front. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it's very helpful. I mean, it feels like all of the AI stuff that's going on these days uh, where, yeah. you know, you, it's, it's like, we're all moving towards systems. We're all moving, you know, we, like it takes a long time and a lot of effort to learn all of the skills it takes to make creative works. And these are sort of like shortcuts, you know? I mean, yeah. I, there's a whole discussion to be made, which, you know, like when we talked about it and who is the artist, you know, like, is AI going to ruin art or is it going to take over artist jobs? But, um, the more I use it, you know, it's, it's a lot like that logic drummer. Like yeah. it's just a great shortcut and an inspiration to get to where you actually want to be. Um, and, and it couldn't be done without loops. I mean, honestly, a lot of the music I make, I just grab a drum beat and maybe like a, a bass loop or something like that. And I just put it on loop and I hit it and I just sit back and I just listen and I see what, what it inspires you to what do. What it inspires me to do. And, and, and if I had to write every single one of those notes manually, like like our old go-to, if the go-to wasn't there and I just had to write print, ha, print, ha, yeah. print, ha, it gets really tedious. So I'm, I'm glad they're around and, and I think, you know, I think they're useful in both, um, you know, paradigms. Yep. Now to fully uh, enjoy this episode, go back and listen to it from the beginning. And then listen to it again and again. Every time you get to this part, go back to the beginning. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank Hoda. you. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of Hacking the Grepson. Uh, you can go to hackingthegrepson.com for more episodes. Uh, you know, go to uh, our website and leave us comments. Tell you what you tell us what you thought of the show. Um, leave your address, and we'll come over and talk to you. Give you a high five. Give a high five. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Um, Elbow also, bump. Also, hi mom. Uh, and. <laughs> And we now return you to your regularly scheduled lives already in progress.